Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. This is Sports View, WMUL's premier sports talk show featuring guests from Thundering Herd Athletics. Sports View is presented by the award-winning FM 88 Sports Team. Now, here's tonight's host of Sports View. Welcome to Sports View. I am Creasy, and I feel like I've taken a step back in time. Um, these last uh, few moments, I got my backpack on, walked across campus, uh, walked in the communications building up to uh, the WMUL studios, and then down here to Studio A of the communications building, where we will bring you Sports View. It gives you an inside look to what goes on in the world of athletics at Marshall University. I'm joined by two special guests today, both who work in the sports information department. We've got David O'Leary and Cody Lynn. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you all for having us on. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Um, well, let's just jump right into it. Um, you know, there's a side of athletics that people don't see. Um, and I think uh, me working in the media, you guys working with the media um, can kind of attest to that as well. But let's just start off with the basic question. What do you do? Well, that's a great question, really, because there's a lot of things we do. Um, sports information director, it's an all-encompassing term, um, but quite literally it goes back to the basics of sports information. We are directing um, all the information that goes within our sports. Um, so again, Cody and I, and then we have Grant Trailer, our head. Um, we have different sports that we work with, um, and we kind of divvy up those sports. Um, and we are essentially, again, kind of provide the information to the external media of all things Marshall Athletics. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Grant Trailer. Uh, I'm going to read off his fancy title just because uh, he'll probably hate me for doing it. But the Associate Athletic Director of Communications and deals a lot with football, men's golf, and women's golf. Um, David, uh, here to my left, um, is uh, kind of uh, in charge of women's soccer, women's basketball, cross-country, track and field, and softball. I'm reading this off the website, so if there is wrong information, uh, you can correct me. Um, and then Cody over here. Volleyball, men's soccer, men's basketball, baseball, tennis, and swimming and diving. That's a lot, Um, you know, especially once sports get into full swing. There's a lot going on at the same time. I think every time I look at my email, I've got a release from one of you guys. Um, And if it's not from you guys, it's from Grant. But, uh, you know, just how involved um, and plugged in are you, you know, throughout a week um keeping track of of all this stuff with different sports yeah you have to be really plugged in especially with your own sports so sometimes it deters from maybe not knowing much of what's going on in other sports because you have to be so locked in like with the fall there's so much going on that with volleyball going on at the same time as men's soccer as volleyball as women's soccer it's hard to keep keep up at times with everybody else's sports unless you're able to make it there if you don't have a conflict at times. Yeah. And, you know, I know it's, it, it truly is a team effort. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's been a, a valuable resource to to people in the media who are covering the teams. I, I know it from back in my days as a student and working with different sports information directors then. Um, and, and even as I transitioned into my professional career um, at the Herald-Dispatch, um, shameless plug, uh, you can read my stuff uh, in the Herald Dispatch all the time. Um, I'm the Marshall Athletics beat reporter, so I deal with these guys uh, on a consistent basis. Um, and uh, it, it's fun to get you guys in this setting. And um, you know, how did you get into uh, you know this career? Um, was this something you planned on doing, or was this something that uh, just kind of popped up along the way and you walked in an open door? Sure. And you know, the easy answer is you know I loved sports as a kid, and that's the easy answer that a lot of people I think would say. Um, as you kind of get into college, and I personally was a Marshall grad, and I w- took sport management classes for Dr. Mack. Um, so we worked somewhat closely here with the School of Journalism. Um, but again, you know, I knew I wanted to work in sports. I didn't know exactly what that looked like. And so I did a lot of internships as a student that, again, a lot of the students here are being provided, which is awesome. Um, as I kind of got you know, into the upper class and levels, 
um, I kind of realized I liked the communications aspect. I really liked kind of talking through um, the teams and kind of being that buffer. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how it got started. Obviously, I graduated right around the COVID time, which threw <laughs> everyone for a loop, yeah. right? Um, but I, fortunately, I had a connection, um, Alderson Broadus University, which unfortunately has closed just in the yeah. past few months. Um, I had a connection there and I worked there for a year. Um, I really enjoyed my time there, um, albeit, again, unfortunately, a school that was in its final year or two. Um, but then I was able to receive a call from Marshall University and it was really a no-brainer to come back to your alma mater. And so that's what ultimately led me in a very quick way of putting it back to Marshall here is this for information. Yeah, joined the team last year, I believe, right? And uh, have been a great addition um, to the team uh, and joined uh, the team with a guy who was already here and you've traveled around a bit. Um, I know you graduated from Ohio, but uh, that's not uh, where, you know, just an hour and a half up the road, you went a little further than that. Yeah, so like David, I grew up liking sports. Didn't know if I wanted to be part of my career at the time, though. Started in journalism classes, went to grad school, got a GA job when I realized it was an option and they opened them up and fell in love with it and have done it ever since, including at South Alabama before coming to Marshall back up north. South Alabama, a uh, team that's uh, also in the Sun Belt. So uh, maybe you'll get a trip down there uh, back back to your old stomping grounds? Not this year. Batman's basketball comes back and we uh, I can't talk about that schedule yet. No, you're, good. Not- <laughs> you're good. I'm not asking you to break um, any news here. But, so. Yeah, so they don't yeah, men's basketball comes later, but I'll get to see familiar face and J.P. Yeah. Crabtree, who's now their men's basketball radio play-by-play guy. He was the women's with me when I was there at Zaidi for the women's team, so we know each other well, so it'll be good to see him. Yeah, see, that's, that's one thing that, that I've noticed. Like When you get into the sports world, it, it's much smaller than you think uh, because people uh, move from here to different schools and from different schools to other schools, and um, you know, it, it eventually uh, there's a familiar face just about everywhere you go. Is that kind of something you guys have seen? Because I know travel's a, a little bit of it, too. Right, and you, know, um, and you would know this with your job as well. Camaraderie is such a big aspect yep. because, you know, what we do, there is there's some high stress moments, right? Um, and so to have that, you know, camaraderie with someone who is going through maybe something at a similar size school and to be able to know, you know, be able to talk through that, it's very helpful. Um, and again, to be able to see someone at a conference tournament that you worked with a few months ago, mm-hmm. really it's, it's enjoyable. It's, it's very nice to be able to see that. Um, you know, what, w- what are some of the day-to-day operations and, you know, specifically when it comes to in game, you know, a- as a fan, people are watching the games, um, maybe listening to a, a pre or post game on a radio show, uh, watching the game while they're there. Um, but, but for a sports information director, let's, let's go basketball. What does a basketball game look like for you? Leading up to the basketball game is making sure game notes and previews are done, getting those ready for the media. Um, and then in-game, it's making sure printers working, laptops working to be able to stat the game. Because as you see, the stats being populated, that's me, David, Grant, or somebody inputting on a computer for all the sports. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and again, you put in, you know, you kind of take for granted if you're watching from home, like, oh, that was a 17-yard completion. That was the second time quarterback <laughs> XYZ has done that. You know, that a lot of work goes into that, right? So, um, again, I know personally when I was a younger, you know, fan watching a football game, I would never have thought about that. But it is pretty interesting when you kind of put that part into perspective. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that, you know, I, I've always been – I've always said I cover sports because I can't play sports. The last time I played an organized sport – well, I mean, I played church league softball. Sure. But, um, you know, before that, it was YMCA soccer, and then I decided that I'm not uh, not quite the athlete. I'm not going to ask you guys that question because you don't have to embarrass yourselves on here. But, um, you know – I think one of the most enjoying parts of the job for me, and I know you guys get to do some travel as well. Um, you know, where where has this job uh, taken you? Uh, what are your what are some of your favorite memories um, or places you've been to? Yeah, so I I traveled with softball all of last season, and again, this is I'm just now starting year two with Marshall. Um, but I traveled pretty much all season long with softball. That's a great group. Everything that the people saw, if you're familiar with the softball team, 45 wins last year. Um, everything you saw on the outside was just as great on the inside, if not better. Um, they were a fun group to travel with. Um, just really great camaraderie. Again, to use that word. Um, 
So yeah, we traveled down to Florida in February, which is a lot better than unfortunately the cold weather in West Virginia in February. <laughs> Especially when it's like mid, like beginning of spring. Right. Yeah. It, it was yeah. perfect in February. I'm that year back in February. Um, again, went to Appalachian State. Um, coastal Carolina. Um, again, different places that I never thought I would have gone to. I never would have dreamed of going to Monroe, Louisiana. Um, <laughs> it rained a lot there, and I enjoyed it, but it was uh, it was still an interesting trip. And then the Sunbelt Conference Tournament in Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Again, a place I never would have expected myself to go to. Um, but those bus rides, the flights, um, just being with the team, seeing the team, um, just kind of not in game action, but you know, just being around each other. Uh, that's the best part to me by far, just getting to know the athletes, getting to hear their stories, um, know what they do, and just traveling with them. Perf- to me, potentially, just best part. Cody, I'll, I'll propose the same yep. question to you. Well, similar to David, like that's what got me into it, was the being around the student-athletes, yep. the coaches, getting to know them. Like That's what drew me in when I started as a GA and made me want to do the job. But some of the interesting places, like it's been a while since I've traveled, since COVID, but like going to El Paso. I never thought I'd go to El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. And it is, as hard as it is to get there, it is a beautiful place with the mountains and the scenery yeah. they have in El Paso. Yep. And San Antonio, too. I never thought I'd... It, it's the first time I went to San Antonio was with men's basketball. I got to see the Alamo yep. and the Riverwalk. And just those type of trips are just once in a lifetime with certain people you get to go do it with. Yeah, absolutely. So w- whenever I travel, I have a bucket list. This is, you know, I- I'm looking for... And I'll just give it away. I'm looking for a coffee shop. I'm looking for a good donut. Um, and, and I'm looking for, uh, you know, just, just some fun things to do. What, what are some things you guys like to do? Because I know the freedom is a little bit limited when you're on the road with the team, uh, with the athletic department. But uh, what are some of the things you, you get to do? Yeah, to me, it's um, seeing, like, what's their landmark part of their campus. Um, for Marshall, I think everyone would agree it's the student center, the fountain. Yep. Um, to me, I want to go and see what the other campus, like their main landmark is. At Georgia Southern, you have a big eagle on campus. Um, at Appalachian State, you have a big mountaineer on campus. Um, you know, Coastal Carolina, well, it's close to the beach, but, you know, there's other landmarks again. Um, so, yeah, just seeing what that big part of their campus is, what is their main gathering point, um, what is the selling point for students to come to that school. To me, it's very interesting. That's what I like to do. I know Cody's looking for, like, a record shop or uh, yep. <laughs> the, the nearest rock concert, right? That or, like, when traveling with men's basketball, we'd go bowling. We'd look for a sporting event. Like, when we played at Duquesne, we went to a Penguins game. Uh, so just stuff like that whenever things pop up and it's cool. in town, make yeah. sure to go. That's cool. That's cool. Well, you guys are uh, making this uh, easy. We are just a little uh, shy of halfway through the program. So we're going to go ahead and step aside, take a quick break. Um, on the other side of that, we'll finish up Sports View with uh, the Sports Information Department. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Oh, music. No, 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 okay. no, no. Get tired of ignored requests? No, 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 Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL-FM. No, I want to hear Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singers. Well, I've tried so hard just to let you know That there's nothing I won't do Every time you play my song I just want to sing along Every time you play my favorite tune Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. Sports View, and uh, like I said at the top of the show, I am Luke Creasy, an alumni of this program, um, and happy to be back here behind the headset. It's been a while, but uh, happy to be joined by two of my uh, friends um, who just happen to work uh, in sports information. We deal with each other 
on a consistent basis. We'll we'll dive a little more into that and what that looks like um, as we wrap up uh, the program here. Uh, we got about 15 minutes left with these guys, but uh, guys, once again, thank you for joining. This is David, and this is Cody. I almost got that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, being a twin, you know, that's uh, not wouldn't be the first time that's happened to me in my life. So, and the other twin is also in the business. Right. So, right. Earlier, I mentioned, uh, you know, loving sports from a young age. That's not just me. I have a twin, a fraternal twin, at that. But um, he was a he's a sports fan as well, and he is a communications manager for FC Cincinnati, the major league soccer team there, who's currently leading the Eastern Conference. So. Um, you know, it's nice to have a twin also to work with here who also is big into the sports field. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, and for those listening, it is too late to ask for tickets uh, to see uh, Messi. Um, yeah, it's a little too late for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, you know, obviously that draws a lot of attention there. But, uh, you know, uh, that is going to be a big matchup um, for FC Cincinnati, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, we see plenty of big uh, game action here uh, with the herd. Um, me, as far as a media member covering it, relying on you guys for some of that information um, as we get going. But, um, you know, w- what are some of your best memories, uh, maybe best games you've been a part of, uh, most fun you've had on the job? Yeah, you know, I would say, um, so actually my birthday of last year, February 16th, um, the men's basketball team played Georgia Southern um, in a game. And I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but if anyone remembers, um, they were down, I think, double digits maybe late in that contest, came back, um, rallied, um, an incredible comeback for the men's basketball team, and it was really part of that special run they were on last year. Um, and that was definitely one of my favorite games so far from my first year back at being with Marshall. Again, perfect uh, birthday present for me. Yeah, no day. kidding. Um, you know, th- that uh, on their way to a 24-win season, um, got knocked out early in the conference tournament. But, um, you know, I, I remember being courtside for that game. That was uh, definitely an exciting – well – before we get too far, I have to tell a story. So, so I, I met Bill Plaschke this summer, and w- we were kind of talking about you know w- what it looks like to to write during a game, and um, he said at some point you have to go all in. Okay, so I went all in, and you know I, I start writing this up. It doesn't look like Marshall's going to pull um, pull anything out. So I've got a, a lot of a story written up because I'm on deadline, and then um, all of a sudden here comes the comeback, and my story completely changes. Um, I did get the story filed uh, by deadline, and I've been burned a couple of times um, by basketball, by soccer by football um and then sometimes i'm right too so um j- just a little bit of a side note there uh, th- th- those games are incredibly fun to be a part of um i think from any aspect whether that's fan media or or sports info but uh, cody how about you most memorable time since i've been here is my first year and with baseball when and it's not just one game it was the last series of the year when all three wins against rice were all walk-offs to make the <laughs> conference tournament yeah so it was just unbelievable as a baseball fan to see three straight walk-offs you know and and as a guy writing the recap i mean that's a dream right (laughs) it is it definitely is and i can just remember because obviously playing at route two rice plays at a nice stadium so they were a little i think a little surprised to come up and play and then it just just organically happened where it just seemed like we were in the right position right time for the walk-off in each game and you know that kind of leads to an interesting point there what you said about you know the the recaps and everything um you know it's hard to kind of distinguish that being a fan and being a worker of a team like that Mm -hmm. um again going back to that georgia southern basketball game last year um trying to stat a game like that is not easy no um because you're getting caught up in it the fans are going wild um it's it can be hard it can be a challenge to stat that um, again, keep composed and try not to get caught up on it. Because I know, I remember Cody kind of helping me out with that. Because I think <laughs> there at the end, I think I just, I don't know, it was, it was hard. But um, again, things like that can be a challenge, but also really exciting and rewarding at the same time. I had a similar moment um, last year. Uh, this is my second year on the herd beat um, for, for all sports. Um, but uh, the, the first road game that I worked was Notre Dame. <laughs> and so I, I get back up in the press box and. You know, I'm sitting in front of my computer, and I, I just kind of froze. And I was like, hmm. Because people are going to be hanging this on their walls. Right, and, right. you know, um, you know, it, 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 in that moment, I'm like, I don't want to mess this up. And, you know, so, uh, but definitely fun to be a part of um, stuff like that. And, and, and you get to build memories, um, you know, along the way. But, uh, you know, we mentioned you guys were in charge of, 
of specific sports, but uh, sometimes it, it it's all hands on deck, right? I mean, you know, when the football team uh, goes at it again against, against Virginia Tech on the 23rd, that that's kind of everybody on board and pulling in the same direction, right? It is everybody on board. We have a somewhat makeshift stats crew since last year where I am now inputting since last year, and we've just... We have a ragtag group of basketball managers, <laughs> strength and conditioning coach, just whoever can yeah. can help. Or like Jacob Garns, director of video for men's basketball, yep. he's helping now this year too. So it's just all hands on deck if we can find anybody to just help see what's going on and just be able to get it for stat broadcast and stats to make sure everything's right. Yeah, I know Grant deals with as far as like media requests for football and that kind of thing. But, but when people, you know... If, Aside from statting the game, things like that, you know, leading up to you, you're kind of the guy who who kind of filters through. Okay, this person needs to be covering the game where they're going to sit. Is that kind of you know what you're handling too? Uh, a little bit, but with the other sports, there's not there's only so much space in our press boxes to deal with. Yeah. And I don't know how much space is going to be at the baseball press box. That'll be all new this year. Yep. Um, which will be nice. Uh, but in the past, I would help Jason Corrier with the nameplates, organizing seating chart, making sure everything was set and that, but Grant has taken it on and done it pretty much by himself this year. Yeah. When, and when teams start to do well, do you, we kind of hit on it with, with your brother at FC Cincinnati, but when teams start to do well, do, do those requests kind of get uh, amplified a little bit and, and you're, you're doing a little more than, than maybe you were at the beginning of the season? Oh, for sure. And, you know, again, I keep harping on the softball team, but it's hard not to with the year they had last year. But um, take, for example, the Alabama game last year um, where you break an attendance record. You have people everywhere. Um, yeah, you know, you do have a lot of media requests and you do have a lot of people who want to talk to our coaching staff, our players, or even in, in that case, um, a big pitcher from Alabama. Um, so, yeah, you know, you do see that start to grow. And that's the exciting part. Again, it's it's what these student athletes want. And I think and to kind of go back to, I think it's just amazing what WMUL does really covering the Olympic sport teams here. Um, really that because what they do matters a lot. And again, taking cross country this this weekend, for an example, having a meet on Friday, their first home meet in over 30 years. Um, again, it matters a lot to those athletes. So if we can do our part to help them out and make them feel you know, special, important, that's what we got to do. It's important. Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, and I, I keep going back to my time as a student when I was sitting in this chair as a student. Um, it was actually before we even did it in this studio. We, we were upstairs just behind microphones. There was no video. This program has grown a lot um, as far as the School of Journalism goes. But, you know, I think it requires kind of a, a give and take um, when when you're looking at the, the relationship between Sports Info and, you know, media covering the game, whether that's student media, whether that's professional media. Um, I, I, I think I can speak for all three of us when I say that, that there's – there's working together um, and, and there's coexisting within that to, to kind of help both get our jobs done. Right. There definitely is. Sports view helps even our men's soccer team, even though they're like, that gets people in here to talk that may not usually get to talk. So it helps all of our sports and WMUL and school journalism helps us with statting basketball too. with us a mixer and headsets. That way we can kind of get the crowd out as much as we can. So that way we can hear, hear each other because with basketball, you got to be, just quick as possible just go 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 and if you can't hear something you get behind it can be a spiraling <laughs> yeah. effect you know you know david i know you graduated from here um d- did you kind of have some help from uh from, from professionals in sports info as you were trying to you know make your path for sure yeah and um again i was fortunate enough to have a um, an internship with the cincinnati reds when i was a student it wasn't necessarily in athletic communications it was actually more in a marketing and promotional side um but again, the more you're around professionals and see the way they act and, you know, what it takes to for them to be successful, it all translates. Um, and again, if that's just, you know, showing a smile to someone, if that's just, you know, talking in a professional voice, if that's, you know, whatever that may be, carrying yourself in a positive manner. Um, again, that all that goes a long way. And so I think I'm just so thankful for all the people along the way who have helped me in that sense. Um, and again, to go back to Alderson Broadus, um, again, for as busy as a year as I had, I was the only sports information director there, which um, that was a tough year. Um, but again, to learn from that and to be able to talk to different people from throughout the years, it's so invaluable to just keep being able to keep doing that. So what, uh, what do we like to get into outside of the job? 
Cody? Any hobbies, extracurriculars? Well, well, you mentioned mine, going to concerts. Yeah. I've been to way too many this summer. I think the count is at 15 for the year. That's impressive. And that's not including that's impressive. a couple of festival dates are included in there, too. You know, so, so, so there is there is time to have a, a personal yeah. life outside of this. Uh, there, there is, and the, the summer is a big time for that, um, which I personally have always been a big fan of summer. Um, you know, honestly... I credit being a sports information director helping me um, discover a love of traveling. Um, This Mm. summer, I traveled to Europe for the first time. And again, I'm thankful for all the random bus rides to Monroe, Louisiana for kind of helping me want to discover (laughs) um, different parts of the world. And so I did travel to Switzerland and Germany and England over the summer. Um, So again, you know, there's there's time to do it. You got to make time for it. Um, Maybe you limit that to the summer, but... There is time where you can do it, and you can have a life outside of it. There's just you, know, you got to find a work-life balance. Yeah, I mean, work uh, work travel is very different than leisure travel. Right. Um, right. I, I, I know that to be a fact too. But uh, um, if you're just joining us, uh, we are actually at the tail end of the program, so you missed the bulk of the fun. Um, but uh, we are happy to have you listening uh, to Sports View. Um, but lucky for you, this is the first half of Sports View. There's a whole other half hour. We'll get a whole new set of hosts. Um, a whole new set of guests, and uh, th- they'll have a party for the next half hour from 6.30 to 7. Um, but, guys, as we're kind of winding down here, um, you know, w- w- what is and, – and David's talked a lot about it. What is one of the most rewarding things about being able to do this and, and facilitate with media, facilitate with, with stats? You know, w- w- what do you get out of it? Again, it goes back. Keeps to the, you it goes back to the student athletes. Like when I was at South Alabama, I got to write a pair of emotional features about two women's basketball players I worked with, and getting to tell their stories and their backgrounds and their whys is why I continue to want to do what I do. It's fun to watch the student athletes and the coaches succeed. Yeah, why do we do what we do? It's for the student athletes, um, and I feel like everyone at the end of the day, that's what we should all be in for is to help propel the student athletes. You know what they do and. Again, I think about some of the interviews we've been around where some of the student athletes get emotional after a big win mm-hmm. or even, unfortunately, after a big loss in a championship game. Um, that really reminds you. That puts you into perspective. Um, this is why we do what we do. This is really important to a lot of people. Um, so it's our job to help them um, and really tell their story the best way we can. Well, there's a lot more work to be done this fall, I know. Uh, I feel like we are, are just into uh, the fall season, um, you know, j- even just a couple weeks, and, you know, th- that's that's football, and then before we, we're going to blink and basketball is going to get going, and um, I don't know, I don't have to tell you that, but, uh, you know, um, you know, it, it once you get into a rhythm of it, I, I know rhythm is a big thing for me um, as far as when, it, when when I'm in season, when I'm in you know football mode, this is what I do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Do you guys, are you guys able to structure your weeks like that or is it kind of just uh, depends on the week? It really depends on the week because sometimes like when we had the first weekend of the year where we had eight <laughs> volleyball matches, I think it yeah. was, three, so- three different soccer matches, football, just all going on at the almost the same time at times it's it just depends on like this week's a little bit of a more slower week with more teams on the road yep. or football's bye week yeah i looked at the so, schedule and there's like one game yeah so it's yeah it's wild and there is um once you get to conference playing basketball and this is true in just so many different conferences like you know again you might have that thursday saturday rotation where you really get into it or wednesday yep. and saturday whatever it may be um, i think that's a helpful part um once you kind of get into that january period where it's cold and it's dark, and so at least you're in a rhythm there with a Thursday and Saturday thing. But um, for the most part, though, yeah, it really depends on the week, especially here in the fall. It's just kind of buckle up in a sense. And then with the winter, it also kicks up when baseball and softball start to right. that yep. right out of whack. There's a lot of excitement around the baseball program. There is a new, new stadium, and that that turf should be laying down pretty soon. And uh, how excited are you to uh, to see that new facility? Now, I know David and several other Marshall alums like yourself are probably more excited than me, but even since the time I've been here, we've had two or three groundbreaking ceremonies. <laughs> so it, it's just been me. I've been waiting for it, yeah. um, just to see the new field, to be on campus. It's an exciting time for Marshall baseball, especially with Coach Beals, new, some new staff in, too, not only from last year yep. into this year that he's brought in a couple new faces, too. And a couple it's, familiar faces, yeah, like couple. Donnelly. Yep. Well, yeah. new for me. Yeah. Yeah, new for you. Yep. New for familiar you. to everybody that's else. Fair. That's fair. Um, just, it's a great atmosphere to be around. A great time to be around, and 
it should be a very exciting time for bird baseball next yep, year absolutely exciting time for a lot of sports uh here at marsh university um guys thank you so much this is david o'leary this is cody lynn and uh, they are two-thirds uh, of a very effective sports information department uh, headed up by a guy who I've got a lot of respect for in Grant Trailer. Um, but I'm kind of upset that he shafted us on the program. Like, what's up with that? Yeah, you know, he's taking some time off to himself this week with the bye week. Hey, you got to take it when you yep. can. Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, uh, thank you so much. This has been the first half of Sports View. Stay tuned after the break. And we'll be back with more Inside the World of Martial Athletics. Instead of watching the news from home, listen to the news while on the way home. Welcome to News Center 88. Now on to our top story. Weekdays at 5 p.m., News Center 88 broadcast all the day's news, sports, and weather reports in 30 minutes. That's perfect timing for the afternoon commute. So stop wasting precious time at home and start getting informed while on the go. News Center 88, weekdays at 5, only on 88.1 WMUL. Hello and welcome to the Sports View Sports Update. My name is Ben Cower, and tonight we'll have some recap packages for you right here during this segment. Let's begin this evening with John Bogus's report of the Marshall men's soccer team facing off versus the High Point Panthers. The Marshall men's soccer team is off to its best start in program history. After defeating the High Point Panthers of the Big South Conference Friday 2-1, the herd advanced to a 5-0 record. Prior to the match, the team had tied the record the 2000 team set with a 4-0 record when it defeated Pitt after the tough win Friday. Coach Chris Grassy said the difference maker this season has been the support from Marshall's administration. They were lucky enough to pilot the Alston program with us. That's made a difference. We have more depth. That means we have more talent. That means we have more competition for places. And then they support us with allowing us to go to Brazil in the summer. We've had an extra two months compared to everybody else. In the match Friday, Marshall took an early lead with a goal from Alvaro Garcia Pasqual, who headed in a goal from a corner kick by Alex Sterngard. It's got over to the left inside the box and it's... Tipped off of the foot of Alex O'Brill and in the net, Marshall scores first. 1-0 here in the 10th minute. High Point would tie the match after responding with a goal shortly in the 17th minute. The Herd would once again go to the locker room at halftime with a tied game as it did in the previous match. High Point fouled early in the second half, setting up Matthew Bell to race down the field and find Marco Silva for the goal putting Marshall at a 2-1 lead. Bell... A left-to-right pass that finds the back of the net. And it's and Marshall takes the lead 2-1. to one. After facing what Grassy called a tough opponent, he said there was areas to clean up before they face its next opponent, Cleveland State, Tuesday. Today was tough because we had two days rest in between. It's, it's very difficult to play with like that little rest. But I would say that we just need to clean up our counter-prevention a little bit better, press the ball a little bit better. So it's like that transition where, where as a team we want as little transitions as possible. We want as much control as possible. And so if we allow the other team to make it a transitional game, that doesn't suit us. For FM88 Sports, I'm John Bogus. Thanks, John. The number two ranked Herd men's soccer team then went on to record its fourth shutout this season in its win last night over Cleveland State. That win coming 5-0 over the visiting Cleveland State Vikings. Again, its fourth shutout of the season on Tuesday. Now the number two Marshall men's soccer team moves on to 6-0 this season and now travels to open Sunbelt Conference play at now ninth ranked James Madison on Saturday at 7 p.m. in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And now Here's Ben Anderson with a recap and report of the Virginia Tech Invitational and the upcoming Thundering Herd Invitational this Friday for cross country here at Marshall University. On September 1st, the Marshall cross country team started the 2023 season at the Virginia Tech Invitational. The Thundering Herd compete against eight other teams with the women's team finishing second and the men's team finishing fifth. Leading the women's team was graduate student and 2022 Sunbelt All-Conference runner Abby Herring winning the 4K by nearly 30 seconds 
seconds with a personal best time of 13 minutes and 51.6 seconds. Herring says she is proud of the women's team's overall performance. I think the whole team performed well. It was a 4K, so it was a little bit different than what we're typically racing. So definitely different strategies going in, going out faster than you normally would. But it was good. The whole team did well. Lots of PRs. Leading the way for the men's team was graduate student Evan White, finishing 22nd in the 6K. White says even though he is proud of the men's team's overall performance, there is still need for improvement. Still early in the season. Basically, it was a good starting benchmark. I know I can do a lot better, and we have a lot of room to improve. As for the team, everyone looked strong. We had some really good performances. We had some guys that went on a little too fast, but we know that they're going to be well up in our top front pack. And basically, it was a great start to meet, and we're really excited to move forward. This Friday, the Marshall Cross Country team will compete in the first Thundering Herd Invitational at the YMCA Kennedy Center, marking the first home meet for the program since 1989. Cross Country head coach Caleb Bowen says he is excited for the opportunity to host a home meet. It's my very first cross country meet hosting. I'm sure there's going to be some hiccups you know, here and there, but hopefully we put on a great meet. hope all the teams that are coming enjoy their time, enjoy the course, enjoy all the hard work we put into doing it. And I'm just excited to have home course for the athletes to have and to call it home. I think that's really important for them. Seven teams will be competing in the Thundering Herd Invitational, with the men's racing the 8K and the women's racing the 5K. Four FM 88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. That will conclude this sports update here during Sports View. And now the second half of the show will be John Bogus interviewing multiple members from Herd Vision. I'm Ben Cower, and stay tuned for more Sports View coming up next here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. This just in. The WMUL news staff is looking for dedicated individuals to report, anchor, and produce its multi-award winning daily newscast. No experience is required and all majors may apply. Interested candidates should call 696-6640 or email wmulnews at marshall.edu. Join the crew for the best newscast for the state of West Virginia. News Center 88 on 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I'm John Bogus, presenting you the second half of tonight's program. If you've ever seen a Marshall Athletics program on ESPN Plus and wondered what goes on to get that production available to you, tonight my guests, Stephen Lucas, the broadcast production manager at Marshall University, and Piper Saroy, the director of broadcast and media at Marshall, know quite a bit about that. Stephen, Piper, thank you for joining me tonight. Thanks for having us. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead and get started by uh, letting you introduce yourselves. Uh, what are your roles at Herd Vision? So I'll go ahead and start off. Um, so I'm, like he said, the broadcast production manager. And um, so I've been doing this full time for over a year now. Actually, yesterday um, marks my uh, year at Marshall. And um, basically, my day to day role is just to come in, prep for the broadcast. Um, <clears throat> right now, that includes just making graphics, setting up shows and replay, um, <clears throat> setting up the audio on site, things like that. Um, we spend weeks in, weeks out, just preparing for the upcoming broadcasts. Um, yeah, so the two of us do very similar jobs. We kind of just split the roles. So as the director of multimedia and broadcast, we do very similar. Same, we're building graphics, we're doing replays, any of those t- type of things. And then I've been handling a lot of the like HR side of things, interviewing new candidates, setting up all their HR paperwork, and going through a lot of that recently. Um, when it's busy, we split up the sport, so we try to not overload one person working like nine games a week we try to split up the work and try to not burn each other out (laughs) Uh, what kind of academic and hands-on experience uh, have you had before your roles at herd vision so I've been doing herd vision for since my sophomore year at at Marshall so this is going into my fifth year doing herd vision Um, but outside of that um, as far as like broadcasting goes that, that's pretty much it. Like I've just been doing it for this is my fifth year now, and I've starting to get really comfortable with what I'm doing at Herd Vision. 
Uh, I'm an outsider in my perspective. Um, I came from High Point University in North Carolina. Uh, that's where I went to school. That's where I got my bachelor's. And I was part of a program that's very similar to what we have here. It was called SportsLink, but it was the same thing. So I was an unpaid intern, basically. Um, and I worked my way up through, and eventually I was hired as part-time staff by the athletic department. So I was an actual staff member working in and out as a student. Um, so I did a lot of work with them. And then I worked with other freelancers in that area. So I've worked with teams like the Charlotte Hornets. I've worked with... Um, Tupelo Honey, where I did the Division Three NCAA tournament for track and field uh, two years ago. So I've got a lot more kind of an eclectic amount of other things that I've worked with. Was it weird seeing High Point University again so soon when they played martial soccer? It was so nice. So we've played both men's and women's now. Um, our first stream actually this year was versus High Point. So it felt kind of like kind of like a sign I don't know I don't I'm not a huge religious but it felt like a sign from God that like our first dream here was going to end up being high point um the first time nobody from high point traveled with the team so I didn't get to see any of the people I used to work with but last week the SIDs the other creative department people were all here so we went up we had lunch on Thursday watched practice kind of hung out um and it was really good to see everybody and everybody was so excited to hear about everything here um and they're very excited I've been invited back to in the spring to do the big south basketball tournament with them so I'm going to be going back in a couple months over a couple weekends and working through some freelance stuff with them as well again well under the titles that you all work um what what kind of duties uh, do you all entail on a day-to-day basis working this job so right now piper and i kind of split um on game days we kind of split doing producing and directing so one week i'll produce and she'll direct and the next week we'll probably flip-flop um, but like I said earlier, most of it is um, we're, we're working on getting a new graphics machine. So right now we're making our own graphics in Photoshop, which is a lot of work, but it's actually taught me a lot more about Photoshop and um, getting that experience um, from making those just <clears throat> from scratch, pretty much just from the basic graphics that they send us from ESPN. Um, Outside of that, you know, like I said earlier, just kind of setting up replay shows, which is pretty simple. Uh, just getting our uh, switcher board ready, um, just uh, uh, customizing it the way that we like it personally. Um, and then, you know, also just looking at the upcoming schedules with students, like trying to reach out students like, hey, you know, we need another spot to fill. Uh, sign up if you can. Um and then continuing to onboard students too. Like, since we're still near the beginning of the semester, we're still trying to onboard some new students, still trying to visit some classes, still sending out some emails, letting people know that we're here, we have job opportunities for you, we pay, right? So um, just trying to get that out and just setting up for the broadcast. He pretty much sums it all up. It just, it looks different every day. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to say what we look like every day and every week looks different. I know that Cody and David talked about it earlier, some weeks where we've got like seven streams in like six days, I think. It's chaos. Like there's just stuff going on other weeks, like this week where they talked about there's only two home events this week. It's a lot quieter. It's more, you know, pick up on the paperwork take a little bit of time off on one day because we're going to be working over the weekend and we a little bit of flex time kind of make it work each week and it'll end up bouncing out in the end Mm -hmm. so obviously herd vision plays this big part on being on espn plus but what kind of purpose does herd vision serve outside of the broadcast on espn plus So the biggest example that I can think of is uh, we also handle press conferences, um, which we did used to do on ESPN Plus last year. We we did it for a while, and then we decided it was better to direct those towards our YouTube channel, the Marshall Athletics YouTube channel. Uh, That way we can go back, edit it, add some graphics if needed, add like a little watermark if needed. Um, But yeah, we do a lot of press conferences. Like the the biggest example is the Coach Huff press conference we do every Tuesday at noon. Um, And then last year we got into doing um, uh, the women's basketball um, weekly press conferences and stuff like that. We do a lot of the post-game stuff too. Um, So what you're seeing now on YouTube, if you uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, there's a lot of uh, Coach uh, Grassy, Coach Swan, and there's a couple of Coach um, Ari Agnes on there as well. Uh, We handle those post-games with whoever we have as talent. Uh, so we go ahead and record those, post those to YouTube. Um, outside of that, um, right now it's just we have some office moving that we're doing. We're actually currently painting the control room a new color um, just to give it a, a nice new look. Uh, we're moving offices, so we have an office space upstairs where the old ticket office used to be um, in the Henderson Center. So, you know, lots going on, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's happening. 
We cover a lot more than that. You're selling us short. Uh, recently, there was an infrastructure change, so we have joined with the IT department as well as athletics. So it's not just the two of us that are in Herd Vision. Um, it also includes Ryan Vance and Sebastian Morris, and they are more the university side. Mm-hmm. So any sort of broadcast you see on campus is technically still Herd Vision. We focus on athletics, but if they need someone, we can help university and vice versa. Um, it's kind of meant to foster together so everybody can all work better together and everyone's broadcast look mm-hmm. better. So if you're watching like a commencement, live stream if you're watching like a TEDx I know we stream those all of those are technically still under herd vision and we're responsible for staffing those and running those as well and uh, this one might be more for Steven since uh, Steven's been around a a lot longer but uh, how did herd vision really come to be how did it start where did it come from to be what it is at Marshall today yeah that's a good question so it actually started before my time as a student. So it started about 2016-2017 era. Um, Ryan Vance was a big part of like setting it up technically, along with Eric Himes and plenty of others that I don't really know. Um, <clears throat> came about, we got our central control room about that time, you know, put all the gear in there and everything. And um, um, yeah, it's just, it, that's when it started. And, um, since then, you know, year by year, we've just been able to improve, like the more, the more we've been able to raise our budget, you know, ask for more. Um, and then, you know, that leads into last year when we moved into the Sunbelt, like we need, they have a lot, you know, better minimum standards than the Sun or than Conference USA does. And so that includes the every game goes to ESPN plus if we do it, right? Um so we're doing a lot more broadcasts, a lot more a lot more work, but it's it's fantastic. And uh for you Piper, uh you know, getting to kind of come in on this as it is what it is today, uh what experiences that you had at high point kind of helped you into uh what you're doing now? Yeah, so I think the whole reason I was hired was to help grow. That's the whole point. The program is growing. We're growing, and we're going new places that we've never been before. The goal was to bring in someone that was somewhere from somewhere else that knew things that not everybody here doesn't know. It's been a very similar group, so I have a lot more experience with other softwares that we don't use here. So when we were in the process of looking for a new graphics machine, Mm -hmm. everyone here had only ever used Viz, which is what we had before. So Ryan came to me and he said, hey, what did you use? What do you have experience with? And we kind of talked through what these other softwares look like, and we settled on a different software. So we went to a completely different brand, and we're changing our plan there. So the goal is kind of just to have a different perspective i'm not a local i'm not from here i'm from dc originally so it's different to have someone come in and be able to say hey this is how other people are doing it what if we try this or we try to just tweak things a little bit and try to bring the broadcast up a little better Mm -hmm. all right well with that we'll head to our first break when we return we'll talk about the student involvement at herd vision to close out the second half of tonight's program you're listening to sports view on the cutting edge sports radio network now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone, too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. All I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build radio. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Welcome back to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I'm John Bogus, joined alongside Stephen Lucas and Piper Saroy, uh, members of Herd Vision. So in the first half of our uh, Herd Vision segment tonight, uh, we kind of took a look into who you two are and how Herd Vision has come to be. But I want to talk a little bit more about the employees that you all have at Herd Vision. Uh, who do you all typically look for to hire to work for, uh, within Herd Vision? Students. Students, 100%. Specifically, students in the School of Journalism tend to be our more common students, but we're open to any students, anybody that wants to work. You don't have to have any experience. A lot of students, like 
we don't expect you to have these cameras like sitting around at home. Um, so we look for students that don't have a lot of experience, but they want to be interested. So sometimes it's just people that like sports that come just want to watch sports, want to work sports, they'll come do it. Other times we've got students that are like the School of Journalism. Like one of our students is actually directing today's show um, where they want to do anything broadcast related. So it's kind of a big variety, but most of our students, correct me if I'm wrong, most of them are from the School of Journalism. Well, um, since students don't need to uh, really possess any sort of requirements upon uh, joining Herd Vision, is there some sort of starting role for those students as they get into the job before, you know, they they get up to being play-by-play commentator? You you can. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we usually start as a camera. Um, So the idea is you kind of work your way up the ladder. So a camera is kind of the lowest man on the totem pole when it comes to broadcasting. It's not easy but it's the simplest thing to do so we work through we'll teach you we onboard you we go through a whole training process of what is a camera what are all these pieces mean what are we talking about we've got paperwork and things that you can look through like cheat sheets that tell you what words mean what and how to do all these once you're comfortable with the camera we can start moving kind of on a case-by-case basis of what you're going to do next so some students might be more inclined to go to like an audio level position whereas other students might end up doing replay next or graphics and you kind of work your way up and it depends on the student some students will pick everything up really quickly and by like game two they're bored of cameras but you still gotta put in your hours um but it depends on the students and ideally they would be able to work their way up all the way get some directing experience if that's what they want to do producing experience and they just have to kind of put in the hours so they're comfortable with their position before we move them up yeah well said <laughs> well uh, as you uh, kind of mentioned that relationship with uh, journalism that's really with the sports journalism department when it comes to uh, finding student commentators for herd vision this relationship has uh, kind of been built between the department and herd vision um, what what benefit would a sports journalism student or really any journalism student for that matter have from joining the herd vision uh, team I mean I feel like you got a lot of different experience that you can get from us like <clears throat> so especially like sports broadcasting you know this side of the camera right I'm not used to being on this side of the camera but I'm going to talk about it um you know for talent wise you know we usually sometimes we hire freelance but a lot of it we're looking for students like we want to fully get to 100% students so if we pull like people from WMUL right people from the school of journalism if they want to get into more of like a radio more of like a TV talent sort of thing we're looking for that we want to get you your reps we want to get you your practice in so that way you can go off and be great and you know that you started at Herd Vision outside of that um uh, it just works into the curriculum that we have here at the School of Journalism with sports broadcasting and TV and radio and stuff like that. So come in, get your camera experience, come and get your audio experience, right, especially on the radio. Um, so it, it all kind of blends together, and we're we're working, you know, every day in and out to try to strengthen that relationship that we have from athletics to the university side of things. And um, with the other majors that uh, kind of walk into Herd Vision, looking to get started with you all, uh, what kind of benefits do other majors, what kind of other majors do you all really see coming wanting to work at Herd Vision? Yeah, so I'll, I'll speak on this to start just because I'm actually not a major out of the School of Journalism. I'm a sports management major, which is technically business now, but it was health professions when I went. Um, the sports management curriculum um, demands um, a practicum your sophomore, junior, and senior year. So students that have that sort of um, practicum in their curriculum can come to Herd Vision and get those hours that they need to pass that class, which is what I had to do. It was like 60 hours, 90 hours, and like some number in the hundreds for the senior year. So um, yeah, and a, a lot of, if you're outside of journalism, we do get a lot of sports management. I know we had a good student when I was a student. He was you know, and other, and another thing in business, I think it might've been marketing, but we get, we tend to get a lot of sports management, journalism. And then if you're something else and you're just interested in the tech technological side of the broadcast, we'll have you for sure. (laughs) It also helps just to have anything on your resume. So if you're a student that's into something, if you're like a, like a physician's assistant, or if you're in some sort of medical school where it's really hard to get internship hours when you're in your undergrad years, having any sort of internship, anything on your resume that can say, hey, I did something of quality. I did something that was worth my time. I didn't just sit around and watch TV at school. Like I didn't just party every Friday. I went and did things. People that are hiring are looking for that out of the school, out of 
when you graduate, if you don't have that resume that looks wonderful and has something that you can talk about, it's really hard to get that first job. So ideally, even if you're not a journalism student, anything that says, hey, I was an intern for Marshall Athletics. I did these things. I put in these hours. I have these people that I work with that are willing to be references. It really helps you get that first job when you're starting out. If a non-journalism student came to Herd Vision wanting to be a play-by-play commentator or a color analyst, how would the training go about to prepare them for that? So we're still kind of looking at what that would look like. We've never really had student broadcasters before. It was always the person that was in my role before, Mm -hmm. and now it's freelancers. So we're still working with kind of what that would look like. We're working with WMUL to try to figure out what that would look like. But coming from High Point, I trained students. I have a sports broadcasting degree, and I was in charge of the students that called games at High Point. So I have a little more experience. It would kind of the idea would be like small group lessons is kind of what we're leaning towards where you'd have a small group, whether it be like four or five students, they would meet with someone, whether that be me or whether that be with some, I'm already talking with broadcasters from North Carolina everywhere that are willing to zoom in and kind of talk to students, talk through what a game notes look like. What does it mean to do this? What is this? What are you expected to wear? Like kind of talk through these things with you. And then you would have a tryout per se, where you would have like a mock broadcast where we can see you and hear you and see how you're doing. If you're ready to go, then you would be ready to go. Otherwise, you would have a couple more if you need to work up to getting on the air. Well, uh, I know Herd Vision so far this year, you all have used students on uh, soccer play-by-play, but in sports like football, uh, you have professionals such as Mark Martin come in and call those games. Is there some sort of order as to who would get to call these games, or do you presume that maybe one day students would be calling football on ESPN Plus? Yeah, obviously we're always working towards the elevation of students and getting, like like she said, we're trying to get to the point where most of our commentators are becoming students. Football is just kind of a different animal for us right now because, you know, it's such a big, it's such a big broadcast. There's so much that goes into it, and we, we like to do freelancers for that, and it, that's kind of just like the industry standard outside of this too is to have freelancers for football. But I, I hope, I'm hopeful to get to a day where if we, like, really, Really start getting some talented students in and we're, we're, we're coaching them and we just form this whole program of student um, broadcasters that want to be a part of Herd Vision. I think, I think there's a decent chance of that happening, you know, maybe sooner rather than later, at least for football. For I know we still use freelancers for men's basketball and that's just because, you know, the coaches show for football and ba- and men's basketball at the very least, you know, that's contracted through WCHS. So we have um, those people that come in and help us with that. Um, but we're, we're trying to get to the point where, you know, a lot of our color commentators are students. And then once we get to the point where, you know, all these students are becoming very good at what they do at Herd Vision, hopefully all of them will be students from here on out. Well, going back to kind of that history of Herd Vision and when Herd Vision was starting out, was it ever like students calling that or has there always been someone kind of hired on to do so? Yeah, so for Herd Vision specifically, as far or as long as I've been a part of it, it was the guy who had Piper's position before her. Uh, He kind of... Um, he, he just took on that role of being like the play-by-play guy. And then, you know, if we needed a color commentator, we would just um, add one like to him, to him being play-by-play. Except for football, football, we would do two, um, two different people that we freelance. Um, so I have not seen a point where students are just students are calling the games. It's just been a lot of the guy who's before Piper. Um, so... Yeah, that's what her vision looks like right now. We're we're getting we're getting to the point where we're starting to include some more students on broadcast, and it's getting exciting. And the final question: What benefit does herd vision get when these students are interested? I mean, it's good to say that like all your crew is students, right? Like if like that's such a honestly that's such a flex. Like um, <laughs> like just to put it simply. Um, we're not a school that just has, you know, we're not floating in money. So we're not like hiring every single position to be freelance. So whenever we're able to staff a game fully with just students, I think that is so impressive on what we're doing here and maybe what other schools are doing. But I think, I think we're doing it exceptionally well 
staffing it fully with students and they're getting that experience and they're becoming professionals while they're still students, including yourself. I mean, I know the I know the director of this show got a shout out. John Boggess is at Herd Vision too, so the host. So yeah, you're one of them. It definitely helps Herd Vision just to be able to say that. But personally, the reason I stayed in collegiate athletics is because I wanted to work with the students. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to hang up the hat and just say, hey, I'm just going to work only with professionals. I love that part of my job. I love having students that'll come up to me and be like, hey, why does this work? How does this work? Can you show me how to do this? That's the best part of our job. So if we get a group of students that really want to do that, which I think we do have, we've got a wonderful group of students that really want to know I love going to work and working with those students and having them show up and want to be involved. I mean, we were the same students like four years ago. Like, we're not that old. It's really, I don't know, soul searching, I guess, for us to be able to look back and see kind of, oh my gosh, three years ago, that was me. And to try to like foster the next generation of broadcasting. And something I didn't mention was when, you know, like linear ESPN trucks come in, like ESPN, ESPN2, like they reach out to like, whether it's my boss or us, they reach out to us to see like who can be a runner, who can be a utility, maybe who can even be a, um, a camera op. Um, we send our students directly to them. So you, you get that experience while you're with us too. Well, that's going to do it for tonight's edition of Sports View. I'd like to thank once again Stephen Lucas and Piper Saroy of Herd Vision for joining me tonight. Uh, we appreciate you, the listener, for uh, joining in with us, and we hope that you will turn in, tune in to Herd Vision's work on ESPN Plus, and appreciate students applying the their skills and realizing the efforts it takes to put on a quality broadcast at ESPN Plus and WMUL. You've been listening to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. WMUL 88.1.